we're operating so much on autopilot these days that stopping and really focusing on the communication is is super important because you know we just how many times do you end up at, at the office you don't even remember the drive there right like we're just on autopilot insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies how by uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable consistent and profitable agency sales machine i am craig pretzinger i am jason feldman we are agents we are insurance yeah so it's it's funny so what we're talking about here is like you you one direction is like almost r&d into this world of of technology and then on the other side is becoming more human so it's like it's like we need to run in these two opposite directions at the same time um so i would uh, so you don't need to make bets on learn on on the technology R and D side because that's that's happening through so many different kinds of amazing organizations. What you should be doing is leveraging the tools that these technology R and D players are making available and democratizing and creating open source access to. Take those tools like ChatGPT and start learning how to use it. And then here's here's one thing we found out actually really interesting in our research. We thought that. You know, people tend to go to uh, ChatGPT right now, like they would go to Google. They type it in the search, you know, the search box question, and then they get a particular answer. And the answer is like sometimes like, oh, it wasn't so good. And so people say, oh, you know, AI is not that great. But what we found actually in this major research project we did was that um, there were people who got really great ideas uh, when they talked to AI. Um, but the, the key learning is that they talked to AI instead of just asking one question and expecting it to be like Wikipedia or like the encyclopedia or like an Oracle, they treated it like a friend. They treated it like a colleague and they started having like an interactive conversation with AI. And then they were able to generate like much more interesting ideas. And so like we're teaching people to talk like we would in, you know, uh, growing up. Well, now we want you to talk to this 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 co-pilot, this AI co-pilot that can help you have um, much better ideas to problems that you have. And so like that is like really, really important. You want us to get really good at AI, start talking to it instead of like going to it and expecting the perfect answer because it won't give you the perfect answer. Mm. But if you keep asking it questions or maybe you have a problem and you ask it, hey, before you give me your suggestions, why don't you ask me three or four questions that would help you have more context about this particular problem before you give me your recommendations? And so you just want to like start chatting with it. And that's really what allows you to get really these great ideas. It, it's called the chat bot because uh, you should be really focusing more on the chat than on the bot. Um, mm-hmm. And so like learning to have these conversations is critical. And when we think about sort of like, uh, you know, the future of work and like how AI will automate many, many tasks, not all of them. But so what are humans for? What what should we be doing? Well, AI is not going to have like um, emotional conversations or like uh, conversations on your team about like, um, you know, empathy or improvement or like these kinds of things. Those are human things uh, that we have to get really good at. So we'll have certain things in, in the office that AI will automate, but certain things it won't. And so like we as humans have to do those things that for some of us are easy and for some of us are hard. And it's all about like having emotional intelligence and like learning how to have difficult conversations and the kinds of things that um, technology will never be good at.
I only laugh about the conversation part when you said that because <laughs> of Craig's GPT. What, what are you talking about? He has the thing talking. Do you, do you want to describe it, Craig, in, in a, a PG way? I mean, all I, I said, I want you to refer to me as brother and uh, pretend that we met in Peru at a specific special kind of yoga ceremony. And, um, you know, we've known each other, you know, in multiple lives. Like, I made it really crazy. And so that's how it talks to me. It's pretty the crazy. Responses are legendary. And it finishes almost every response with effing A, but it spells it out. Effing A right, brother. Like that's <laughs> he's always excited. So I mean, I really have a lot of fun with him. But his um <laughs> his illustrations are becoming weird. Like they they have a weird. What do you use it for? What kind of illustrations? Oh, we're doing some just for uh, some various Martin's ad stuff. like ad um, creative. It's it's interesting. So I'm uh, like I'll come up with something, and like all my stuff is like light and kind of fun. Oh, it's so dark. What like he this. puts in, there's like a. A demon in the background, or there's always something that really was dark. One. Here's, yeah. here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. This is the key thing here. AI reinforces the biases that we have. And so, <laughs> and so maybe Jason, you know, you like a light and positive, and like you've given it some context, and it's just wanting to give you like things that you it thinks you like. Whereas Craig, you know, maybe you started yeah. having a conversation that went down maybe a rabbit hole. That was awkward. And all of a sudden, this is what you get. So like <laughs> biases that we have, it just gets amplified. You, you know, said it, brother. It, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that you have that sign in back of you that says, if it's endurable, then endure it. Stop complaining, Marcus Aurelius. And I think that <laughs> just prior to this, Jason was making fun of me for complaining about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's just interesting how everything just sort of... Well, connects. It just connects, right? It's all, that is it, funny. It's, this is the secret. You know, it's the secret of life. It all connects. It all connects. It really does. <laughs> it really it's does. wild. Um, oh, so good. But it is it, it is interesting. You bring up a really good point because it's not just um, like if if you if you use it at a superficial level, then you get superficial responses. If you if you dig and keep peeling back the layers, you really get some pretty valuable intelligence. I think one hundred percent. And and you don't need any technical capability to do this. Right. This is literally just talking just, to yeah. the, the AI. And if anything, it makes you better at, comp at asking questions. You know? Yeah, completely. So yeah. For, for your audience, if you guys want to learn how to become better like conversationalists with, with AI, here uh, I want to send you guys to this this link that you can just download for free, this uh, this this document that we've developed. Um, and it's called howtofixit.ai. And it's just like a, a five-step plan that you can follow that allows you to like learn how to um, focus your problem on the very narrow thing you want to solve for rather than trying to like boil the ocean and then learning how to interact iteratively, conversationally with a chatbot, getting better ideas. And then, then once it gives you the whole various like universe of things that, that are potential solutions, you can as a team decide which are the priorities or not that we want to follow up on. And so like everybody can learn how to get a better at conversational AI. And this is sort of like, Believe me, uh, I hope that like this is a nugget that I can rely on in ten years. But like the the future of of human AI collaboration and the future of humanity as a result is is dependent on how good we get at learning how to converse with AI. 
So if you think back to like the 1990s when you know the internet first first came out, we had like Mosaic, we had like uh, Netscape and these weird browsers. But it wasn't until like the late 90s, early 2000s when Google really started becoming popular, and they had a very simple like search bar, and that was like mm-hmm. the only thing. And people started learning how to interact with web browsers more effectively. And then fast forward the next 10 years, people got really good about learning how to use the internet. And it was all because um, we learned how to communicate the way that Google wanted us to communicate with it. And we're in that position right now is that for, for in this next era, we have to get really good at learning how to communicate with AI and we don't need to be like technical. We can, uh, legitimately just have conversations like you and I are having right now, um, which then reinforces the point that Jason and I made earlier was that we have to lean into things that are more human. Like how do we talk to each other? How do we solve problems? How do we like understand like, you know, emotional intelligence? These are the things that are going to be like so critical for success um, yeah. going forward forever. I love that. It, going back to your point of like everything's kind of interconnected is that um, when we teach sales, because that's what we do in our agencies and, and we we have a program that teaches sales as well. Uh, when we teach sales, we we have a technique called peeling the onion, like whatever somebody says an objection or like when you're trying to um, connect with somebody, it's like peeling the onion, asking more and more questions like uh, like why, 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 right? Um, it's just so funny how all that, like everything that we just talked about, whether it's, uh, you know, understanding the human element more, it's like, it's more of asking those questions, getting down to the core. And I think that like, you know, the same techniques that we're using in AI to, to become better at prompting AI and all these questions is just going to make us better. If you look at it holistically, like just get better at asking questions, be curious, like, like a child and just keep asking and, I love that, Jason, about the child. Like, be curious like a child. If you know your your listeners, I'm sure all have uh, families. The best gift you can give to your kids and children is to like really help them become better communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, in addition to like traditional schooling and traditional to you know learning like STEM, science, technology, um, engineering, and math, which are all wonderful skills to learn. The best skill you can give your children is for them to become better communicators, whether that's with other humans or with other AI, because that's going to be the one thing that's going to differentiate people from um, their competition and also technology. I love that. Do you have kids? I don't, but I have a dog that I talk to and (laughs) he uh, is very good at receiving my, my commands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good dog. I have, I have four and it's like, you know, I think about this kind of stuff all the time. And it's interesting because we homeschool our kids and there's a lot of the school system that I could just wouldn't mind throwing in the garbage can. So we, we homeschool my, in my opinion, it's like, I'd rather leave them out. I would rather teach them nothing and leave them out of school. I think they'll be better off. But anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. But like when it comes down to like, what's important about teaching them, is what I is like the communications with their brothers and sisters. Like how 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 does that make someone feel? Like 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 understanding those type of things is so much more important than I mean, as we're seeing, like you know, 
people had calculators 50 years ago. So it was like, hey, but like now we can solve a lot of these problems. Learn how to use the tools to, you know, all the tools that we have, the AI and everything else, learn how to use the tools, learn a basic understanding of everything. But like really, and I guess it is, um, it is really creative thinking and it really is, uh, you know, like peeling the onion, but, yeah. um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it just, it, it just makes me think like, it's just, a, it's kind of a different world. We don't need to learn. Uh, I don't need to learn how to do calculus uh, because yeah. well, lots of programs do it for me. And that's wonderful yeah. to know theoretically how to do it. But like, I'll be very honest when I go to the restaurant, I can barely add the 20% yeah. tip. And I was a calculus, like, you know, a student. Right. And what does that say? Like, I just don't need to know how to do that as much. And so focus on the things that really matter. And so let me give you guys like a tip to your audience. Like if you guys want to learn how to like, get really good at like conversational AI is, you know, people right now go to like ChatGPT to like ask questions. Maybe they ask questions about work. Maybe they're asking questions about whatever. Here's what I'd recommend. Ask a really personal question. And uh, the reason I'm suggesting this is because I want you to have like an intimate conversation about something that really personally matters to you. And so, for example, maybe you have like an elderly mother or like you have somebody you could take care of and you've just got questions and you don't know how to deal with it ask a question about like, how should I act in my life in this particular regard that is something that is really intimate and personal to me? And you would be astounded as to um, the kind of uh, content it'll offer you, kind of like a therapist or kind of like uh, a life coach or kind of like as a trusted friend. And it'll open up a new avenue of, I hope, ahas that, wow, I can use this kind of AI for any sort of thing. Right now, people think it's just like work-related, but actually this is like a, a, a personal agent that can be used for any context. And so if you start having like a personal conversation with it, I think it'll help your audience reorient their uh, awareness of the kinds of conversation they can have with it in the future when they're trying to solve a business problem. Yeah, I love it. I, we're operating so much on autopilot these days that stopping and really focusing on the communication is is super important because you know we just how many times you end up at at the office you don't even remember the drive there right like we're just on autopilot yeah i mean like before sometimes i do put my car on autopilot then (laughs) yeah yeah. right before this podcast i was on a call with the client that i'm helping this, this this team with their transformation initiatives and the 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 topic of this call was um, we need to learn how to communicate more effectively together. And so I was coaching the team leader on how to design this conversation that she will be having tomorrow with her team. And literally it was like sort of like the basics of communication mm-hmm. that we just, we, we put on autopilot. We just assume. And those assumptions aren't always all internalized by everyone. And so we have to come together uh, and have a uh, uh, an open understanding, like a team social contract. How do we communicate with each other? It's like, right. to me, it's like, you know, things that we learned in kindergarten that we just, we we put on autopilot, we forgot about. And then 40 years later, those skills are kind of rusty and we got to right. like get better at them again. But these are like so critical and more critical than one would think to success than whether you have like a fancy job or a fancy degree or, um, you know, work at like some big name company. These are just like basics. I, I can share a personal example of this exact same of this that I did yesterday, like going in there 
Um, we all know that the airport can be stressful. And uh, <laughs> my wife and I, in the wrong situation without eating and without having a lot of sleep in a high stress environment, it cannot be the most optimal place for us to be together. Right. <laughs> and, and we were together. And so in trying to understand how this whole thing unfolded and escalated, I, I turned to my friend, chat GBT. And I, and I worked through the, I said, this is how I like my version of my perspective of the conversation. I would, I would guess this is the other side of it or even, you know, come up or no, maybe it came up with that. Anyway, it was really interesting because it broke it all down. And then it said, you may want to look at cognitive behavioral theory, started breaking it into all these different things that was very useful, like, like good clues on ways <laughs> to handle the situation so that it doesn't necessarily escalate. Right. And of course, and all of this is hypothetical. An email about, about yeah. that. The I whole new thing, because we're always talking about it, emotional contagion. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 in tune with empathy, but not quite. It's different. It's like where you're more it, it was very interesting. So I mean yeah. things you learn things that you didn't even know were there that are, that yeah, it's remarkable. It what's remarkable. funny is I had no idea that he had the conversation with Chat GPT. Sounded more like he was doing research. I did do research. <laughs> came up with it. It was much better research because I, you know, in all the research I've done for the last 25 years around this same issue, uh, you know, it's never come up. So nugget well, of gold. And hopefully, hopefully what you learned will or helps uh, uh, turn down some of the uh, the heat in that does, right? we were in yesterday at yeah. the airport. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, it, 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 it's, I mean, it's important because it gave an additional perspective, you know, which is interesting that you get perspective. Additional perspective, that's empathy, right? And so, like, when we put ourselves in somebody else's shoes or a different situation, right. we're like, okay, well, how are they seeing it? And what did I, what did they see that I didn't see that I maybe jumped down the throat about? And so, like, when, you know, we, I don't, I'm not perfect at it. And right. so, uh, using, like, an AI to help me, like, understand somebody else's perspective or assumptions is supremely important and helpful when I'm trying to either have like, you know, a professional uh, success or, you know, even a personal relationship success. I mean, the whole point is bouncing is like being able to share your, right. right. Dump your feelings out. Well, if you dump it there, like it was actually pretty cool. Like it, it came back with some very thoughtful responses. I was like, love that, you know, like, wow, that's interesting. You know, and, I love that. And then I said, you said that you aren't, that, that you don't have feelings, but this seems sort of empathetic what you're doing you know and it's like no i'm just and then it explained it away but i'm like i don't know i mean at what point do you draw the line and say even though it's using pre like inserted words or whatever i mean that's what we do we learned those words in the same way that it did what's the difference right I mean, it's interesting <laughs> you're trying to argue it, it came up with it it came up with it it said the things you would as a human what's the difference like really i, I don't know it's interesting Interesting. Okay. So I want to, I, I respect your time. We're up against the hour, but um, can you like, like, let's say you jumped into an insurance agency and, and you had a staff of like, let's say four, five people. It's probably the oh. average staff and you were going in there. What, what would be like the top five things that you would ask or tune up five? Well, maybe three top, like what's kind of, you're Top not dealing down. with Chat what, GPT. What are you looking here. at? So, so quick. 
Yeah, so I, I mentioned this to Jason before we got started is that I actually fired my insurance agency yesterday. <laughs> I was able to get some some policies online for half the price. And as much as I love this insurance agency and they've been so helpful and kind to me, I kept them for one of my policies, but not for the other one. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the, I think the world is changing super fast, right? And so, like, this doesn't, imp- this also impacts, like, this perfect example of, like, well, if people can buy insurance online, why would they need to go through a brokerage? And well, maybe because relationships are better, they know more, et cetera. So like there's value. Again, the human value. People mm. come to an insurance agency because they want to talk to you. They want to like solve, help, ask you to help them solve their problem. You know, again, the communication. And so like that is like doubles down on my whole point is that if you want to be successful in the future, you have got to be able to like relate to people, communicate with them, and help them solve their problems. For some people, they don't need that because maybe they're knowledgeable about a policy like or for me this was just like an auto policy it's really basic so i can do that online for like a lot less and i have i have an old car it doesn't really matter but like if you got an agency you got to make sure that you're relating to people and you're solving problems and communicate with them so again doubles down on my whole point of like the communication is the most important thing that you can get better at going forward but to your question jason about how would i ask um what an insurance agency should be thinking about or what would i ask them um, I would ask them to identify um, maybe like their top three or five biggest problems and they decide what they are. I don't know what they are. Um, and they write it out uh, maybe as a team, they, they have a, a, a small uh, conversational breakout um, brainstorming session. Like what are our, our, our top three or five biggest problems? And um, okay. So now we got those like delineated and then I would say, okay, why are these a problem? And are there solutions to these problems? Um, is there technology solutions to these problems? Um, and if there's no solution, can we use technology to make the solve make the problem uh, less of a problem and more effective? So, like, uh, let's say one of your biggest problems is I don't know how to identify new leads, and maybe you don't have that kind of background or uh, on your staff. And so, okay, that's a problem number one. Well, okay, can you use AI to help you identify um, leads and how would you go about doing it? So first thing is identify your biggest problems and then say, second part, um, how can I solve any of these problems? Um, Or is there a solution or a technology that I can use? The third thing I'd say is like, you're not going to solve the problem right away, but run an experiment. Um, Take a small bite out of uh, one of your your problem sets and say, okay, let's, let's use this. Uh, experiment and see over the next week or month if we can do this more effectively. And then we can assess at the end of the week or at the end of the month, was it successful, was it not successful? And if not, then we can pivot. So you got to sort of like approach approach your business like here are the problems, here's the resources like technologies that we can use to solve them for. And then the behaviors are like, okay, let's actually run small experiments, small sprints to be able to really like run an experiment to see if we can actually solve the problem or not, and then go forward from there. That's how I would approach um, any small business that is trying to really grow um, is by is by identifying your problems set, then looking at sort of like what tools do you, can you bring in that are free or really, really inexpensive that you can use to solve those problems. And then you then actually as a team have to design very short, small experiments to see whether you can actually solve them. And the answer to that is yes, 
you could resolve it and then you, you, you scale it up or the answer is no. And then you run another experiment until you get to a yes. And then yeah. you, you scale it up. The scientific approach. <laughs> I have been accused of, of being too logical and not, not having, uh, you know, feelings and relationships, et cetera. But like, that's how my mind works. And right. I think if you can, you approach problem solving that way, that's like the, the framework but then the second part, which is the ma the magic secret sauce, is like that empathy and that emotional intelligence that you can like actually talk to people about those problems. When you yeah. bring them together, that's like magic, and and that will really help you like I think have success beyond um, what you'd imagine. I always say like it's funny like us as agents, we always run our business like back like we do the whole process backwards. We run our business on emotion. And then we manage our team on math. Well, you're not getting the, you know, like the, the, the okay, sales aren't here. This isn't here. <laughs> when it's like, just flip them. Like we need to flip them, like run the business on math and then manage your people with emotion, like help them out. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like make yeah. them feel exactly. heard, make them feel heard. People listen. Yeah. It's like basics again, like, like kindergarten. It's like it's people want to feel heard. They want to speak up. They want to be fed. Right. Yeah. And they want to play and those are the four things that if we can create that kind of space within our work environments, whether you work in a large company or a small company, small team, people want to speak up. They want to be heard. They want to be fed. They want to play and they want to feel like that they belong. And those are like, again, elements that everybody can 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 get good at and help design that kind of like uh, welcoming culture within their teams. So I love great. It. You went the Wisdom. distance. Ken, you went the distance, Ken. Dude, it's Keanu without the ooh, Craig. Yeah. Did I say that? <laughs> exactly. I, was trying to, I was trying to do Keanu. I, I don't know. It's really difficult without putting the ooh. It's difficult without the ooh. <laughs> Keanu. That is awesome. So how can people, uh, if they want to learn more about you? Yeah, awesome. You? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. If you're ever interested, you can always follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, but if you want to learn more about my research, specifically how to use AI to solve problems, uh, on your team, I recommend you guys check out howtofixit.ai, howtofixit.ai. Um, you can learn more about like some of those capabilities, how to become better conversationalists with AI, and you can also just contact me through there as well. Yep. Awesome. A lot of great stuff on your LinkedIn, and I just did a little ding. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It was such a pleasure. It was so, awesome having you on. Fun. Yeah. yeah and, I really uh, appreciate Craig, it. I really hope you have safe travels and, and don't want oh, yeah. crazy, uh, crazy situations like I, I tend to find myself <laughs> in. I, I promise I'm not being held here against my will. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Love it. Bye.